0: For more information on the Mormon Files internet video program, please visit ExMormonFiles.com. That's ExMormonFiles.com. And now, here's Earl.
1: I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I appreciate this opportunity. I thank God for it and I thank the many volunteers who make this possible. I was a Latter-day Saint for over 60 years, a faithful Latter-day Saint. You realize that there is hope in Jesus that you can come to a relationship with him, that there's a joy in the Christian walk. And so we'll uh, spend a few minutes talking to him. Let's pray first. Heavenly Father, we ask for your spirit to be with us tonight, that things that are said will be in accordance with your will, that your spirit will guide us and touch hearts and soften hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'd like to introduce Chris Holmbaum. Nice to have you with us tonight, Chris.
2: Well, thanks for having me on, Earl. I appreciate it.
1: Now, of the many guests that we've had so far, uh, you're one of the few converts that we've had to the church. So uh, before we even get into your Mormon life as, a, as an adult, talk tell us just a little bit about your uh, life as a, as a youth, as a teen, and as a young adult.
2: I was born and raised in Michigan back east, and I... Huh. Uh, at the time we attended the Methodist Church, my family we were Methodists.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, my neighbors across the street were Presbyterian, and I played for a Lutheran baseball team. Oh wow! <laughs> so I, I was born, and raised in in the Methodist Church, and our Methodist Church was not real strong doctrinally by any stretch.
1: Just, uh, but it was Bible centered or Christ- Yeah, it was Bible centered, Christ centered. Yes. And so, did you feel like you had a relation relationship with Jesus at that time? You know, I.
2: I was young, and my concerns weren't in a relationship at that time with Christ. Hmm. Uh, being young, I was extremely lackadaisical about faith at that time. You know, I was 16 years old, and there, oh. the world was a big place for me then. Yeah.
1: So. so your folks, were they upset that you were a little lackadaisical, as you say? or No, my they... parents were very, uh, they allowed us. To choose whether we wanted
2: to go ahead and be a part of uh, religion or not. It was never forced on us or anything like that. We were really good with going during the major holidays is when we went. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, no, it, it was never pushed on us. My mom and my dad were very, uh, they like, respectful. They weren't real involved in the church and they weren't going to go ahead and push it real hard on us either.
1: Okay. So about what age was it that you encountered? Uh LDS missionaries Mormon missionaries I was 31 years old Wow and what happened they just knock on the door one day or what How did you I, I had count? gone ahead and
2: married an LDS woman okay uh, oh, she had okay. she had three children all right and uh, Michael at that time was going to be turning nine years old and the missionaries came over to talk to him and give him the lesson so they could baptize him Uh, and as they were speaking, I sat in and listened on them. It was never pushed on me by my wife or they didn't push it on me either. I just listened to it and I said, wow, this just tends to make a lot of sense. Mm. So after they got done asking Michael, you know, would you like to be baptized? I said, hey, I'll do that. And you know, all the, I looked at the out, the exterior of it and it was great. It was going to be really good for my family. I thought, gosh, I can raise my family in this and, and we'll be together. You know, I had some uh, misconceptions of how perfect life would be, marrying a woman with three children already. You know, I figured it would...
1: That would be traumatic I mean, yeah. in some ways, I'm sure. But so, so hearing the lessons then, and you thought you must have prayed about it, and you felt convinced that the church yeah. was true. And I started reading
2: the Book of Mormon, and started looking at the story, and said, wow, this is just like the Bible,
1: mm-hmm. so... Which we know later, it is quite a bit like the Bible. It is. But uh, so uh, praying, and then you eventually decided with your wife's support, I'm sure she was thrilled with this. Oh, she was thrilled.
2: And and the number one goal for us at that time was to have a temple marriage. So it was to go ahead and get me to get baptized, get involved in the church, and then we would go forward and have a temple marriage where the children would be sealed to us.
1: And that's what happened.
2: That's exactly what happened.
1: And how was your first experience in the temple?
2: Shocking. <laughs> uh, I, I had really thought it would be something different. I had no idea I was going to basically be sitting down in a movie theater, uh, watching a film, uh, trying to learn handshakes, oaths, tokens, and all of this stuff. So I was, I was really confused because none of it made any sense. Yeah. And all I, they had told us before we had gone, and we had to go through the temple classes, Sure. they had gone ahead and told us, you know, this is sacred. It's not secret. And I said, well, I had some questions about it. And after well, we can't talk about it. And I was like, well, wait a second. I got these questions. This is this is just odd to think that I have to give a special signal to God for him to recognize me. I, I couldn't understand that.
1: Your faith, though, probably like mine was at that time, is I'll just keep going and eventually I'll catch on to the whole process. Absolutely. Dear? Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, My wife and I, we took our time to go to all the different temples in Utah, and then we started to go. We went to the one down in Los Angeles, down in Las Vegas, and we had to go to the different temples. We wanted to go ahead and make a journey to them, so we did.
1: Wow. So now as a Latter-day Saint, then you have a strong testimony, would you say, of Joseph Smith and Book of Mormon?
2: You know, I had a strong testimony of of my belief that this was a great thing for my family, but as far as Joseph Smith... I had some questions about him, and I was probably through some things I had heard. But, you know, you were told at that time as a Mormon, you're told you don't go looking in the Internet. So I didn't. I stayed away from all of that and not to question it. And I'd even asked our bishop at that time several questions. And he couldn't give me answers for it. And the only thing he told me is, you have to have faith, Brother Holmbaum. (laughs) And I said, oh. So I practiced more and worked harder on my faith and my callings.
1: And still, and you were elders quorum president. Yes. And you had other callings as well. Yeah, we? I was in
2: the Sunday school presidency. I was the ward mission leader. I was also a, a scoutmaster. I did that for quite a few years also.
1: Well, so you had a few questions about Joseph Smith and, and the temple. What, what other things started making you think maybe this is uh, a strange religion?
2: You know. I never heard anyone talking bad about the Baptists or the Presbyterians or or any of the other, you know, Christian denominations, but I would always hear someone say something about Mormonism. And my brother was a, uh, a pastor for a Baptist church. Oh, And he had sent me some literature and said, hey, I want you to take a look at this and read it. Well, uh, the literature ended up getting thrown out. I never got involved and read any of it, but I had heard different things just from passing by, people saying something, mentioning yeah. something. And I realized, you know what, I'm sick of hearing these bad things. I'm going to prove these people wrong. I'm going to prove the, church is, prove the, the church, church is true. true. Okay. And I knew if I was going to do it, I couldn't go to the internet because I didn't want the anti-Mormon stuff. Okay. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go straight to the church books. So I spent time down in Salt Lake City in the Salt Lake Library reading the books myself, Checking not listening words. to what people had told me or any of that. Yeah. I was going to read right from the church books, whether it was the comprehensive you know, church history, uh, whether it was the teachings of the prophet Joseph Smith, you know, Brigham Young and his Journal of Discourses, uh, Doctrines of Salvation, whatever it may have been, The Miracle of Forgiveness, all of these things. I, I started taking the church books that were recognized by the first presidency. Now, see, anything that BYU says or farms or any of those types of sites, they're yeah, not, they're not official. they're not official. Yeah, yeah. So that's just sort of a waste of time.
1: Okay.
2: I wanted to go straight to the presidency right. and read exactly what they said.
1: And what kind of things did you feel, what did you learn?
2: You know what, <laughs> after about two weeks I'd spent probably a little over, I'd say 14 to 16 hours in the library. I was appalled at what I read. And, and I was appalled because it wasn't what I believed. It wasn't who I believed God was.
1: And it wasn't what you'd been taught either from the no. missionaries, I suppose, or what you'd been oh, no. taught in church every Sunday.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I There were things, uh, whether it was Joseph Smith, his boast, uh, him practicing polygamy, uh, whether it was him trying to take other men's wives, whether it was Brigham Young who did take other men's wives to himself, why the men were still alive. This was... This was a nightmare. This was horrific, and these men were calling themselves prophets
1: of God. Yeah. I could not accept that. And, and so, what did you do? You know, I, I mean, did I, you talk? I, you know, I was, you
2: know, I was so on pins and needles, and I wanted to go tell my wife. But but the big dilemma now occurs.
1: Oh boy! How long had you been a, a Latter Day Saint at this point?
2: I, I've been a Latter-day Saint for almost 10 years. Okay.
1: Been so now the big years. dilemma, she, of course, was happy that you'd converted and gone through the temple. This was her goal, I guess, in life, and she's still active, you're active, Yeah. but now you're having questions. So now what happens?
2: Well, you know, it, it, the big thing came, families are forever. Yeah. And after reading the Bible, I find out, you know, Mark twelve twenty five. no, they're not. We're not married in heaven, we're like the angels. Uh-huh. And I knew that the minute I went to her, there was a real strong possibility to destroy my marriage and my family. Yeah. And I knew I had to make a choice. And my, I, I wanted God so bad. God had said, seek me and you shall find me. And, I, and God wanted me. He died for me, and I knew this. And I felt this, this attraction to the Lord like I'd never felt in my life.
1: Now this, again, you're talking about Learning negative doctrine about the church, but at the same time you're feeling a closer relationship with Jesus. Absolutely, because you know what? A lot of the stuff I had to research was in the
2: Bible, and it forced me to go to the Bible to read it. And God's Word started speaking to me, and I knew God wanted me. And I knew I had this choice. The dilemma was, Chris, you can have your family, or you can have me. What's your choice?
1: Yeah.
2: And it was heart-wrenching, because I was so torn. But I knew I couldn't blow off the truth, because truth is truth. Yeah. And it is, the, that the truth in Christ is absolute. And it doesn't
1: change. Right. No. So then what next? You Did you drop hints to her, or...? <laughs> I had asked
2: my what wife a couple of questions and and I, on a couple of things, and, and she just sort of went about it in a roundabout way. She had no idea what was going on inside of me. And one evening, we had traveled up to Salt Lake for business, and her and I spoke back and forth, and I said, look, I, I just... I, I can't accept this. I'm leaving the church.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, that ensued to a strong discussion until about four o'clock in the morning. Wow. And afterwards, I, I knew I had at that point caused damage to my marriage that just it, it wasn't going to repair itself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And there was this huge divide, and I loved her with all my heart, and my delivery isn't the best. Because I, I had two emotions running. In, well, actually, three. I had the love of Christ running through me. I had the truth, which I knew I had to follow, and then I had anger. I was mad. You, you, felt I had been like sold. Been... Well, I'd been sold a bill of goods that was non-deliverable.
1: Yeah, you were mad. I at was the, sold a false product. At the leaders, the missionaries, the church—that's for, right—for a false prophet. Yeah, and it does say that there'll be false Christs and false prophets in the latter days. And yeah. And I think that's what uh, what this is all about. So, um, so these three emotions are running head to head, and you're feeling a closeness to God. But so you know that you've got to you can't be dishonest to yourself. You've got to be true to yourself. So, how did she react after she was, four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> she
2: was angry. She was really upset. Yeah. I for women, the big attraction in the LDS Church is this concept of eternal family. That's that's the glue.
1: That, and that nurture yeah. um, sense of belonging to a family, and, and
2: having your family and your children forever, and, and that the closeness, and it, it's very, very strong. So,
1: so that she was she felt angry. threatened.
2: Absolutely, yeah. she felt that at this point, you know, she was going to lose me. She would end up with another husband in the celestial kingdom. Yeah. You know, her and the kids would go with this other person somewhere. Whoever got appointed, that stuff. So,
1: oh my. So how long did that? Or, so what was the result of? You know what, the,
2: the result of that was finally we started to agree to disagree, but not after I had basically beat her up doctrinally. Okay. Uh, I had used scripture after scripture to show her the things in the LDS church that were wrong. I had gone ahead and broken down things doing comparisons of what Joseph Smith taught in Jesus Christ and how they just contradicted each other and, and there's this big huge gap. You can either believe Joseph or Jesus. And her and I spent some time going over some of that, but she got to a point that she just didn't want to hear anymore. Got full. full. Yeah, it was enough for her. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's one of the things that all of us that have left the church have had to deal with in trying to share what we know. And here you'd studied. You knew the truth. Yeah. And why do you think the LDS have a hard time... um, either listening to the truth or investigating it themselves. I mean, if they knew what we knew, what we know, would they make those choices that we've made?
2: You know what, I, I, think, it's, it, I think it comes down to the way they're raised. They're raised constantly from the day they're born to give a testimony on Fast Sunday. Whether they, These little children know nothing about Joseph Smith, and at 2 and 3 they're saying, oh, I believe he's a prophet.
1: Yeah, but, uh,
2: they're told not to listen to people like us. Yeah. They're told, Don't, you, the thinking's been done for you we've done the thinking. So these are things that are embedded and ingrained in them. It's a, it's a cultural thing that, that takes place. So it's pretty hard by the time they're 22, 24, 26 years old, they have their own family because they've always been told, don't look at those things, stay away. Well, common sense would tell you and logic would tell you, what's it going to harm me to go look yeah, and then truth, improve, truth do what truth, I tried. Yeah. I tried to prove it true. Right. And after two and a half weeks, I was appalled. I was shocked. I couldn't believe this. I, I was just blown away, and I thought they never taught me this. No one ever said this. These guys call themselves prophets, seers, revelators. They aren't. They weren't. The things they were teaching were, in some
1: of the cases, were so blasphemous. I just went, no. So your wife had enough of this discussion, and so how long of a period went on, and, and you dropping hints perhaps, or at least you agreed to disagree. How long did that last? Ten years. Another ten. Ten years. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, I had gone ahead and immersed myself into the Word of God. I'd, I'd gone through uh, four different Bibles I had read through. Wow. I had two briefcases full of notes on things. I just couldn't get enough you of God's couldn't. Word. It just, it just, it just coming back and filling me and filling me and filling me.
1: Sounds like hungering and thirsting after righteousness. absolutely.
2: And And we had not, I I would now and then I would mention something to her, say something to her. And it ended up after 10 years that uh, I had been teaching a Bible study course. I'd done that for about three years. And all I'd ever wanted was her just, just come to church with me just give me 10 minutes. So I gave she'd been 10 years to the LDS 10 Church years.
1: all this 10 year period. Yes, she, she had. Been. And so when she was offered to come to You've given her 10 years, now would you give me a a visit or two to church? What did she say?
2: You know what? She she said she would. Wow. She said she goes I'll go. I'll go. There are some other things that took place in between then. Yeah. Uh, our relationship together had gotten so rocky. It had gotten so tough. Mm. I we couldn't agree even to disagree at that point. Uh, all over religion, yeah, primarily. Well, see, the thing was, I wanted her to have the truth so bad. And in, in church, they were telling her, oh, he'll come back, he'll come back. And she said, well, they told me he'll come back. I said, no, I'll never come back. I, I won't do that. I said, you have no idea what you are worshiping, and you don't even understand what you believe in. But see, the concept of eternal family and the social.
1: Yeah, that's tough to...
2: Well, I came down, I had two choices. Yeah. I take eternity with Jesus Christ, or I take eternity separated from God and Christ. Wow. And for me, it was a
1: no-brainer. You mentioned your delivery was poor, perhaps. Did that yeah. get better over the 10 years, or did you feel like No, le- I, I don't <laughs> think,
2: no, I, it didn't. I'll be honest. Sometimes I,
1: we guys aren't, aren't the best at that anyway, but... Uh, well,
2: sometimes we like to be right. Yeah. And, and, and for me, it was, do you want to be right, or do you want to know the truth? yeah and And those were some of the things that that we hit head on to to cause a lot of clashing, yeah. but my delivery it didn't get any better i okay. uh, and and shame on me yeah. it probably should have yeah and it didn't
1: now I know there's a happy ending to this, so give us a little quick synopsis of, of what's happened since the, you know, the end of the ten years
2: what had happened was our relationship had gotten so raw, we divorced, and well, we ended an up. For 30 days. Oh, okay. I really held out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and Well, you know what? God was tugging on my heartstrings, and and I know God was looking at me saying, What are you doing? That's not
1: exactly what you need to do. Exactly.
2: And I went back to her and I said, Look, I really want to work out the relationship. I love you. I love you more than life itself. Uh And I'll will you just go to church with me? And she said, All right, I'll go to church with you. Okay. Now, in the interim, I'd asked her to come visit some real close friends of mine. I said, look, I've, I've got some pair of really good friends. I really want you to come and visit them. One of them, she used to be an interpreter for the church, uh, a Finnish interpreter. Her husband was a high councilman. They both left the church. She's got a library of nothing but the original LDS books that are authorized by the first presidency. It's not anything outside of it. Right. And uh, she said, well, yeah, we'll, we'll go see them someday. So, but in the interim, she was coming to the Sunday school class that I was teaching.
1: Was she sensing a a, a different, she's obviously sensed a difference in you, do you think? I mean, that your Christian walk was, had brought you closer to Christ, you were loving him, loving your fellow man. Did she notice those things? Yeah, she
2: noticed that my, uh, I I wasn't quite as uh, angry because really, I used to be. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think before I was really angry because I was so tied for time and I didn't have the love of Christ where it had just calmed me and taken the emotions because everything's about Jesus, see? It's not about what I, it's not what I can do. Right. It's what God did for me.
1: Yeah. That's the one of the joys, isn't it, of the Christian walk? Yes, it is. Well, talk to us just a little bit. We'll maybe get back to your wife, but, uh, and she'll be on next week, by the way, um, But tell us just a little bit about your walk with Christ. You mentioned that earlier, that you felt like you'd found him differently than you had as a Mormon, for sure. Oh,
2: absolutely.
1: What what are the differences? I had a
2: personal relationship. I knew God. And by reading his word, it was like a window. I I could look out that window. I didn't know there was a house over here, a home over here, and the street was behind me. But God gave me a big enough glimpse through that window to see him. And when I saw him, I recognized what he wanted from me, number one, wow. and what I couldn't do for him. I knew I couldn't do anything to gain his favor. I couldn't do anything to gain grace.
1: No he had done it
2: all. Yeah. And because of my love for him, I do good things. I don't do good things to make him happy. Right. I do it because I love the Lord. And that's the relationship that I shared. But it was a personal relationship, one where when there's a problem and I sin, I sin against God. Yeah. I don't have to go to a mediator, a man. I go straight through Christ to my Heavenly Father.
1: Wow. Well, so did, uh, in, in all this sense of, of joy and, and so on, did she feel some of this as, you, as she attended church? Or? You know, she
2: did. She, she would always see me reading my Bible. And I remember one time she'd come and she goes, Gosh all you have to do is read that thing, <laughs> and I, it, it, which was great. For me, I mean, that, and that was a that was a, an affirmation to me to know that I had gone ahead and in, my walk was there with the Lord and I was trying to keep things in line. Obviously, no one's perfect, but I did the best I could to be an example. A friend of mine had told me, Chris, live as an example in Christ and be a shining light unto her. You'll be the beacon on the hill. That's what you need to do. And I did. And I did the best that I, I could. Was there still times where I beat her up with scripture? I did. Yeah, I did do that, and I guess that just stemmed from some of the anger of someone trying to sell me a bill of goods they
1: couldn't deliver. Well, did you uh, so tell tell after the period of time then with uh, her attending church? Then what? uh, Well, with her her story specifically, but how did you perceive her changes?
2: You know what she she agreed to go see a couple of my friends.
1: Yeah, you mentioned. So we went
2: over to their house and. Uh, she had her notebook pad of paper with all the questions written down the first thing she said is I don't want to see any anti-Mormon material and they said that's fine we're not here to show you any anti-Mormon material so the first thing she had asked where Joseph Smith had boasted he had done a greater work than Christ she said where does it say that so she walked over to the bookshelf got the book off opened it up and said okay here it is (laughs) who, who went ahead who wrote this yeah Okay, who's it? The first presidency of the church. It's it's authorized by them. Bought it, deseret book. She said. So this is a church book. She said, Yeah. Open up. Said I want you to read the page before and the page after. Put it all into context. Yeah. And she did. And when she did that, she just she just went white. She went. She goes. I can't believe someone would say that about our Lord.
1: <laughs> this
2: man was supposed to be a prophet of God. Yeah. Yeah. And so then she, she used three or four other examples after that. Well, after about four hours.
1: With these friends. Yeah,
2: yeah. Our one friend finally looked at her, and she sat back and crossed her arms, and she said, you need to understand something. You either know who Jesus Christ is, John eight twenty four, you know, unless you believe in who I am, you, you will can, die in your sins, yeah. and you will go to hell. And I, that was a real, real rude awakening for her because she wanted the lord she wanted yeah. heaven yeah. with all her might right. and she finally had been faced with the truth she couldn't get away from it truth is truth it's absolute yeah. that's absolute the word of god is absolute
1: yeah and he that believeth believeth in me shall have everlasting life yeah yeah so she started feeling that sense of well, so where were you at at this point? You're, of course, very happy that she's. Oh been my goodness! To yeah, things.
2: I was, I was ecstatic.
1: And your Christian walk now has it been a joy to you? And
2: it's been incredible. The Lord is, has been so good in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we pray together. Uh, we, we don't. I don't think there's nothing else we really talk about other than the Lord. We talk about the, our day of salvation. <laughs> you know, we're waiting for the rapture. We're waiting, you know, for, for God's righteousness to come. We're yeah. waiting to be with the Lord. I mean, that's my hope. My hope is in Christ.
1: Well, when we talk about a personal saving relationship with Christ, and I mention this every week on the show, what does that mean to you? To have this, I mean, it, it is different, isn't it? Oh, than it was absolutely. Latter day Saint.
2: Well, everything in my life—it's all about Jesus. It's all about, it's all about Christ. Everything's about Jesus. I mean, yeah. uh, it's funny because even our children now, they've left the LDS church. They've been born again. My grandchildren mm-hmm. are all in Christian church, schools. So, yeah. My uh, 88-year-old mother-in-law, she came out of the LDS church. She even came forward in baptism down at South Valley Baptist Church. She came forward in baptism and was baptized oh, as well goodness. before she passed away. But my walk and the thing I have is security and salvation. I don't guess. I know, I'm saved by grace. I know where I end up when I die. You
1: know you're going to heaven.
2: That's right. Yeah. And there's not three levels to heaven. Okay? Heaven is heaven, and I will be with the Lord.
1: Well, I you know the 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 scripture about his sheep will hear his voice. I just have to believe, Chris, that uh, you've heard his voice and he's called you and uh, as the shepherd and you've just listened and and you're active now in your own ministry of Yes. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I work as an interim pastor periodically at different churches. Wow. Uh, We run two websites that we have where we witness to the LDS people, and it's been uh, it's been a great reward not for me but for God. Yeah. God has taken a bad situation that I was involved in and used it to His glory. Is what He's and He does this constantly, and I I like to think that uh, God has a great sense of humor. Yeah. Because there are certain positions he's putting me in, in in life that have offered a great opportunity. Yeah,
1: that would be two of us. <laughs> so I'm grateful to God for that, too. Um, so, Chris, thanks so much for, for sharing your story with us. It's a wonderful story. And I hope it gives some of the LDS people out there an idea that, especially the converts. I know other converts that have come in, and once they learn the truth... Uh, they can see that this is a religion of uh, Joseph Smith, not a religion of Jesus Christ.
2: That's right.
1: Thanks so much. We appreciate you watching tonight. Uh, This is a wonderful opportunity maybe for you to figure out your, your path. And we'll see you next week.